Chapter 1, verses 5 through 9 of Catena Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 5, And the light shineth in darkness. Augustine, Whereas that life is the light of men, but foolish hearts cannot receive that light, being so encumbered with sins that they cannot see it. For this cause, lest any should think that there is no light near them, because they cannot see it, he continues, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. For suppose a blind man standing in the sun, the sun is present to him, but he is absent from the sun. In like manner every fool is blind, and wisdom is present to him, but though present, absent from his sight. For as much as sight is gone, the truth being, not that she is absent from him, but that he is absent from her. Origin. This kind of darkness, however, is not in men, by nature, according to the text in the Ephesians, ye were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Origin. Or thus, the light shineth in the darkness of faithful souls, beginning from faith and drawing onwards to hope. But the deceit and ignorance of undisciplined souls did not comprehend the light of the word of God shining in the flesh. That, however, is an ethical meaning. The metaphysical signification of the words is as follows. Human nature, even though it sinned not, could not shine by its own strength simply. For it is not naturally light, but only a recipient of it. It is capable of containing wisdom, but it is not wisdom itself. As the air of itself shineth not, but is called by the name of darkness, even so is our nature, considered in itself a dark substance, which, however, admits of and is made partaker of the light of wisdom. And as when the air receives the sun's rays, it is not said to shine of itself, but the sun's radiance to be apparent in it. So the reasonable part of our nature, while possessing the presence of the word of God, does not of itself understand God. And intellectual things, but by means of the divine light implanted in it, thus the light shineth in the darkness. For the word of God, the life and the light of men, ceaseth not to shine in our nature, though regarded in itself that nature is without form and darkness. And for as much as pure light cannot be comprehended by any creature, hence the text, the darkness comprehended it not. Chrysostom. Or thus, throughout the whole foregoing passage, he had been speaking of creation. Then he mentions the spiritual benefits which the word brought with it. And the life was the light of men. He saith not the light of the Jews, but of all men without exception. For not the Jews only, but the Gentiles also have come to this knowledge. The angels he omits, for he is speaking of human nature, to whom the word came, bringing glad tidings. Origin. But they ask, why is not the word itself called the light of men, instead of the life which is in the word? We reply that the life here spoken of is not that which the rational and irrational animals have in common, but that which is annexed to the word, which is within us through participation of the primeval word, for we must distinguish the external and false life from the desirable and true. We are first made partakers of life, and this life 
with some as light potentially only not an act with those viz who are not eager to search out the things which appertain to knowledge with others it is actual light those who as the apostle saith covet earnestly the best gifts that is to say the word of wisdom if the life and the light of men are the same whoso is in darkness is proved not to live and none who liveth abideth in darkness Chrysostom. life having come to us the empire of death is dissolved a light having shone upon us there is darkness no longer but there remaineth ever a life which death a light which darkness cannot overcome whence he continues and the light shineth in darkness by darkness meaning death and error for sensible light does not shine in darkness but darkness must be removed first whereas the preaching of christ shone forth amidst the reign of error and caused it to disappear and christ by dying changed death into life so overcoming it that those who were already in its grasp were brought back again for as much then as neither death nor error hath overcome his light which is everywhere conspicuous shining forth by its own strength therefore he adds and the darkness comprehended it not origin as the light of men is a word expressing two spiritual things so is darkness also to one who possesses the light we attribute both the doing the deeds of the light and also true understanding inasmuch as he is illuminated by the light of knowledge and on the other hand the term darkness we apply both to unlawful acts and also to that knowledge which seemeth such but is not now as the father is light and in him is no darkness at all so is the saviour also yet inasmuch as he underwent the similitude of our sinful flesh it is not incorrectly said of him in him there was some darkness for he took our darkness upon himself in order that he might dissipate it the light therefore which was made the life of man shines in the darkness of our hearts when the prince of this darkness wars with the human race this light the darkness persecuted as is clear from what our saviour and his children suffer the darkness fighting against the children of light but for as much as god takes up the cause they do not prevail nor do they apprehend the light for they are either of too slow a nature to overtake the light's quick course or waiting for it to come up to them they are put to flight at its approach we should bear in mind however that darkness is not always used in a bad sense but sometimes in a good as in psalm seventeen he made darkness his secret place the things of god being unknown and incomprehensible this darkness then i will call praiseworthy since it tends toward light and lays hold on it for though it were darkness before while it was not known yet it is turned to light and knowledge in him who has learned augustine a certain platonist once said that the beginning of this gospel ought to be copied in letters of gold and placed in the most conspicuous place in every church bede the other evangelists describe christ as born in time john witness that he was in the beginning saying in the beginning was the word the others describe his sudden appearance among men he witnessed that he was ever with god saying and the word was with god and others prove him very man he very god saying 
and the word was god the others exhibit him as man conversing with men for a season he pronounces him god abiding with god in the beginning saying the same was in the beginning with god the others relate the great deeds which he did amongst men he that god the father made every creature through him saying all things were made by him and without him was not anything made verses six through eight there was a man sent from god whose name was john the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light augustine what is said above refers to the divinity of christ he came to us in the form of man but man in such sense as that the godhead was concealed within him and therefore there was sent before a great man to declare by his witness that he was more than man and who was this he was a man theophylact not an angel as many have held the evangelist here refutes such a notion augustine and how could he declare the truth concerning god unless he were sent from god chrysostom after this esteem nothing that he says is human for he speaketh not his own but his that sent him and therefore the prophet calls him a messenger i send my messenger for it is the excellence of a messenger to say nothing of his own but the expression was sent does not mean his entrance into life but to his office as Isaiah was sent on his commission not from any place out of the world but from where he saw the lord sitting upon his high and lofty throne in like manner john was sent from the desert to baptize for he says he that sent me to baptize with water the same said unto me upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining upon him the same is he which baptizeth with the holy ghost augustine what was he called whose name was john alcuin that is the grace of god or one in whom is grace who by his testimony first made known to the world the grace of the new testament that is christ or john may be taken to mean to whom it is given because that through the grace of god to him it was given not only to heralds but also to baptize the king of kings augustine wherefore came he the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light origin some try to undo the testimonies of the prophets to christ by saying that the son of god had no need of such witnesses the wholesome words which he uttered and his miraculous acts being sufficient to produce belief just as moses deserved belief for his speech and goodness and wanted no previous witness to this we may reply that where there are a number of reasons to make people believe persons are often impressed by one kind of proof and not by another and god who for the sake of all men became man can give them many reasons for belief in him and with respect to the doctrine of the incarnation certain it is that some have been forced by the prophetical writings into an admiration of christ by the fact of so many prophets having before his advent fixed the place of his nativity and by other proofs of the same kind it is to be remembered too that though the display of miraculous powers might stimulate the faith of those who lived in the same age with christ they might in the lapse of time fail to do so 
as some of them might even get to be regarded as fabulous. Prophecy and miracles together are more convincing than simply past miracles by themselves. We must recollect, too, that men receive honor themselves from the witness which they bear to God. He deprives the prophetical choir of immeasurable honor, whoever denies that it was their office to bear witness to Christ. John, when he comes to bear witness to the light, follows in the train of those who went before him. Chrysostom, not because the light wanted the testimony, but for the reason which John himself gives, viz. that all might believe on him. For as he put on flesh to save all men from death, so he sent before him a human preacher, that the sound of a voice like their own might the readier draw men to him. Bede, he saith not that all men should believe in him, for cursed be the man that trusteth in man, but that all men through him might believe, i.e. by his testimony believe in the light, Theophylact, though some, however, might not believe, he is not accountable for them. When a man shuts himself up in a dark room so as to receive no light from the sun's rays, he is the cause of the deprivation, not the sun. In like manner, John was sent that all men might believe. But if no such result followed, he is not the cause of the failure. Chrysostom. For as much, however, as with us, the one who witnesses is commonly a more important, a more trustworthy person than the one to whom he bears witness. To do away with any such notion in the present case, the evangelist proceeds, he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. If this were not his intention in repeating the words to bear witness of the light, the addition would be superfluous, and rather a verbal repetition than the explanation of a truth, Theophylact. But it will be said that we do not allow John or any of the saints to be or ever to have been light. The difference is this. If we call any of the saints light, we put light without the article, so if asked whether John is light without the article, thou mayest allow without hesitation that he is. If with the article, thou allow it not, for he is not very original light, but is only called so on account of his partaking of the light, which cometh from the true light. Verse 9. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Augustine. What light is it? to which John bears witness, he shows himself saying, that was the true light, Chrysostom, or thus, having said above that John had come and was sent to bear witness of the light, lest any from the recent coming of the witness should infer the same of him who is witness to, the evangelist takes back to that existence which is beyond all beginning, saying, that was the true light, Augustine, wherefore is they're added true, because man enlightened is called light, but the true light is that which enlightens. For our eyes are called lights, and yet without a lamp at night or a sun by day, these lights are open to no purpose. Wherefore he adds, which enlighteneth every man, but if every man, then John himself. He himself then enlightened the person by whom he wished himself to be pointed out. And just as we may often, from the reflection of the sun's rays on some object, know the sun to be risen, though we cannot look at the sun itself, 
as even feeble eyes can look at an illuminated wall or some object of that kind even so those to whom christ came being too weak to behold him he threw his rays upon john john confessed the illumination and so the illuminator himself was discovered it is said that cometh into the world had man not departed from him he had not had to be enlightened but therefore is he to be here enlightened because he departed thence when he might have been enlightened theophylact let the manichaean blush who pronounces us the creatures of a dark and malignant creator for we should never be enlightened were we not the children of the true light chrysostom where are those two who deny him to be very god we see here that he is called very light but if he lighteneth every man that cometh into the world how is it that so many have gone on without light for all have not known the worship of christ the answer is he only enlighteneth every man so far as pertains to him if men shut their eyes and will not receive the rays of this light their darkness arises not from the fault of the light but from their own wickedness inasmuch as they voluntarily deprive themselves of the gift of grace for grace is poured out upon all and they who will not enjoy the gift may impute it to their own blindness augustine or the words enlighteneth every man may be understood to mean not that there is no one who is not enlightened but that no one is enlightened except by him Bede, including both natural and divine wisdom for as no one can exist of himself so no one can be wise of himself origin or thus we must not understand the words lighteneth every man that cometh into the world of the growth from hidden seeds to organized bodies but of the entrance into the invisible world by the spiritual regeneration and grace which is given in baptism those then the true light enlighteneth who come into the world of goodness not those who rush into the world of sin theophylact or thus the intellect which is given us for our direction and which is called natural reason is said here to be a light given us by god but some by the ill use of their reason have darkened themselves end of chapter one verses five through nine